Hi, I'm Susan. And this is Diane. And this is When Autumn Comes. Look, life sometimes just looks different than we thought it would. This is a podcast for mamas and for people who love them, whose lives were flipped upside down as a doctor looked into our eyes and explained our child's prognosis. Or for the mamas who get very little sleep as they face symptoms and behaviors that just aren't typical for other children. This is a place where we can take on this journey together because we know that this can be a sad, lonely, misunderstood path. But we also know that as colder temperatures and darker days begin to appear, so do the golden leaves and beautiful sunsets of autumn. We know that life comes in seasons. We know that in our world, 24 hours can hold so much change that it feels like four seasons in one day. We are here to let you share your story, let you laugh and let you cry, let you learn and let you grow together with other mothers when autumn comes. This is this is when autumn comes, spring break edition. <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long. I miss your face. I know. And I'm on spring break and you're about to go on spring break. Heck so yeah. we thought like my spring break was we are at the we are at a beach house in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, and not the same one we always go to, but another one, and it's super cute. And you know, I was like, "What should I bring? Should I bring paint stuff? Should I bring writing? Should I bring podcast work?" I didn't bring any of it. Well, you brought your microphone, so I brought my mic because I needed to get an episode out this week. But I'm not doing like extra episodes. But here we are recording an episode, so it's so good. I'm I'm not we, doing we just can't anything resist. else. No, we just can't. Um no, what happened guys is that um Diane and I were Marco Poloing and we were going on this tangent about spring break and I was like we should totally record this. So yeah. here we are in a quick I think both of us have like 24 minutes <laughs> together. <laughs> okay, before we get into it, I want to make sure that I ask you cuz this whole thing started with you asking me how I'm feeling mm-hmm. because we are going on spring break and we're leaving Sayla at home with her caregiver and my parents. And Susan was like, wait, hold the phone. Like, let's talk, let's unpack this when Autumn comes style and talk about emotions. But- <laughs> That's what I, said. I was like, I know everybody's like, aren't you so excited, but can we talk about how you really feel like on when yeah. Autumn comes? <laughs> yeah. So, but I need to ask you, like, how do you get in the mentality of being like, doing nothing. Because that's the thing that I struggle with also is listening to parents that are put in this position where they're like, we're going on vacation and our vacation means that we're still really not doing a whole lot. It's just in a different place. Mm -hmm. That to me is also mind blowing of that that would be very hard for me. I... So today I had a friend come down yesterday and she joined me for the, for the day just because we're like an hour from home. It's not far. And my mom came down with us, but my mom had to go home today just for the day. So today's just me and Benji and we have the same amount of medical crap that we have to do at home. It's just a change of scenery. But then I sat here and I was like, you know, at noon-ish, I put Benji down for his nap. And I was like, I'm going to lay down with him. And like sometimes I'll do that at home. 
but I feel guilty about it when I'm at home. Like Mm. there's so many other things I could be doing other than laying down with my son right now. I laid down with him and I loved it because I didn't have to feel guilty about, I could be doing laundry. I could be cleaning the kitchen. I could be doing all this stuff. So sure. I may be taking my medical show on the road, but to be able to just sit and enjoy my kid. So yesterday when my friend was here, we went and sat on the beach and I noticed she was getting a little anxious and I was like, are you okay? And you know, we're like distantly sitting on the beach. She's like, I just can't not do anything. I need to be walking. I need to be doing. And I'm like, no, like you also, we joke, she's my grief buddy because she has her own buckets of grief. And I was like, no, you just need to sit. Like, I'm going to go all woo woo on you for a minute, but just lay down, feel the sand and the earth and the, like, you can feel the waves hitting the beach. Just sit and feel it. She did it for like three minutes and then she's sitting up and I was like, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Good start. Good start. That's kind of like me. It's like, I cannot, I'm not used to sitting. That's really it. I think is Mm -hmm. like everyone is used to what, you know, their normal is and I am not. So when I think about like your spring break versus my spring break, they're polar opposites. Well, and sometimes I, I don't want to say I feel inadequate because that is not the right term. But sometimes when I think about being like a mom of the disabled kid, I'm like, but am I really? Because we like have so much help and we don't, I mean, we do have to slow down. I shouldn't say that. I don't know. It just is, you don't, I don't think I see it in the correct perspective, probably that other people see it looking in. So anyway. But, but I think too, like, I mean, it's, I'm not saying that it's easy for me to do nothing. But I think for me, I have so much all the time, like you. Um, I think it takes me a couple days to get to the do nothing point. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I get to the, okay, I can do nothing. Cause I've been here for two days now. Um, and I'm getting to the point where it's like, okay, you can eat a cookie and take a nap (laughs) But the first two days. It's not like that, but yeah. I also think that this is the second time I've been down to the Outer Banks without Lorelai. And I think I'm nine months post losing her. And that is wild. I know. Um, Does it feel like the shortest, longest time of your life? Mm hmm. But I also now, in my soul feel the importance of doing nothing with Benji. Yeah. And like I would give anything in this world to do nothing with Lorelai. And I think that's part of the reason why it's easier for me now to do nothing with my children, my child. Mm -hmm. I have another friend who is trying to plan their summer family vacation and her and her husband are kind of not arguing, but, butting heads on where they should go and what they should do. And I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Just like your kids will love you if you go an hour from home or 10 hours from home. Like just, just be as present as you can be because as a mom who doesn't have one of her kids anymore, it didn't matter. It didn't matter where we went. 
like I, I would give anything. Yeah. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. <laughs> the question that I ask you that we're going to throw this out to the when autumn comes society too, to kind of ask like, are you a go, go, go even on vacation or can you unwind? Like, mm-hmm. um, I think that's a really fair question. And I think, I don't think there's a right answer. I, no, I like, it's going to be different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Cause even being, it's just about being present, right? Like yeah. whether you're going and you're still present with your kids and that's how you refill or you're sitting on the beach, not moving mm-hmm. like either way, if you're just being present and like being aware of soaking in the time with your kids and making memories, what do they I call also those? Think in general, <laughs> sipping margaritas, like whatever works mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Um, but I also think in general before I had kids and my husband and I would go to the beach I wanted to sit with a magazine in the sun and do nothing. And Michael cannot sit still. And I was like, yeah. this is going to be so great when we have kids. You're going to be the one who's chasing him up and down the beach. And I'm just going to sit here with my magazine. <laughs> Little did I know what life was, was going to look like. But... Flash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Diane is going on spring break. Mm-hmm. And we didn't realize how long it had been since we hadn't talked to each other because neither of us knew what was going on in each other's lives. And she was like, yeah, so like, you know, I'm going on, on spring break and Sayla's not coming. And then you like went on to another subject. And I was like, wait a minute. First of all, where are you going? Second of all, Sayla's not coming. Like, hold the phone. So tell us what you're doing. And then I will dive into the questions that I asked you and Marco Polo. So we had an offer extended by our good friends to go um, to Florida for spring break. And they have three kids also. And then obviously we have three kids. And um, Sale is getting to a point where unless we travel with a PCA or family, having you know, typically developing kids that are on the go that want to go here and there and everywhere and can handle full days, Um, we have to bring somebody, we can't, we can't do it just us anymore without infringing upon their experience in a heavy, heavy way. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we decided to leave her at home. And so we're going to have her PCA come during the day and then she'll be with my parents at night. So, um, well, and so you told me this, but you didn't say it this drawn out. You were pretty matter of fact about it. Yeah, And I was like, wait a minute, as a mom who has, has had, I still don't know what to say, two disabled children, and I never had to face the question of like, how do we do family vacation? How do we give to the healthy, typical children and not take away from them, but also be present with the disabled children? Um it's a very different concept for me because that's not how my family's set up. And I kind of wanted to ask like, how, how do you feel knowing like you have to leave one child at home, but still want to love on the other two and not take away from them. But I mean, it's just such a foreign concept to me and there's nothing wrong with it. I want to, I don't want to sound judgy here. It was just such a foreign concept to me that I wanted to know how you felt. So I'm, I was really glad actually that you asked because I've been having this conversation for the last three weeks at work with multiple people a day and everybody that 
isn't like in your four walls or doesn't really understand the dynamic of your family, they are offering just very well-intended and, and right, rightful advice, like very correct advice of like, don't feel guilty. Oh my gosh, you guys deserve this. Your other kids deserve this. But I have had the hardest time putting into words truly like how it's feeling. So I'm going to start with how many times we've repeated this together at the same time without blending the two. Mm-hmm. None of it makes sense. It sounds a little kooky. Some things I say um, when I you know, talk about it, and I know a lot of things that I say, if you were to also say, I'd be like, but Susan, that's, you know, mm-hmm. don't feel that way. But it was nice to talk to somebody that just like listened and tried to empathize with how you felt. So, um, you know, when we booked it back in like December or something, I was like, I just feel terrible. I don't know if I can do this. And my husband was like, honey, yes, she would rather be with us. She doesn't want to be left behind. But trying to get a stroller, a wheelchair through sand, it's just not feasible. Holding back a ho- another family, you know, like we don't, she still doesn't sleep well. Like mm-hmm. she still sometimes can't handle heat. She, it, it's just so many variables that would disrupt a quote unquote typical vacation. And we've really noticed, um, I don't know if it's age, I don't know. But the two older kids right now are just at such an incredible age where they're still open to having conversation. They still love to be around mom and dad. Um, So we've really tried to give them a lot of attention just in terms of like not forgetting about them and having really Mm -hmm. deep conversation because we know in a couple years, especially Caleb is going to be like, "Uh, bruh, don't talk Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. So um, he was like, they deserve it. And specifically this year, Sale has gotten really vocal about things that she wants to do and doesn't want to do. And when she doesn't want to do it, there's literally no way to stop it. It's not verbal vocal, but like, yeah, crying, whining. So, and you know, the kids are getting busier. So we, we try to bring her and integrate her as much as possible. But when we're sitting, you know, out to dinner with some of his buddies and their families and she starts yelling, Josh is sitting or I'm sitting in the car with her half the time. And Caleb was like looking at us wide-eyed like, mom, can you please try to make her stop yelling? Like, I just want to have breakfast or this is embarrassing or whatever. Um, So anyway, long story short, how do I describe it? If I can draw a hard line in the sand and compartmentalize the two, I am so excited to go on vacation and to kind of do whatever we want, when we want and how we want to do it. Mm -hmm. Because my kids have now reached an age that they can, mom, let's go do this. Okay. Or mom, I'm hungry. Okay. Go grab something then. Like they, they've reached that age where they're just independent and like can go swim and can go do a ton of stuff on their own. And Josh and I can actually sit and read a book. Like we don't have to be in the pool with them and everything. Mm -hmm. So that seems just crazy to think about. Um, On the other hand, I am feeling incredibly um, guilty because Sayla wants nothing more than to not be left behind. <laughs> like that's yeah. her biggest, greatest fear of what I assume. And this is a terrible, terrible um, comparison, but it's the only way that I can describe to people that don't ha- aren't around nonverbal children and don't really know what they understand is like, I kind of feel like in a sense, you know, when you leave and you think, your, your dogs, they don't know when you're coming home. How do they conceptualize time? Um, 
how do they know where you went? Like, does she know where we're going? Does she know when we're coming home? How much does she know? Like, is she going to be aware of? And it's not just because she's nonverbal. It's because of her cognitive delays, because there are people who are nonverbal who understand a lot. So I want to just clarify that. Absolutely. In our specific situation, you know, like she's really smart, but I don't know exactly what she knows. Mm -hmm. Uh, She will absolutely know we're leaving. So it's heartbreaking. I honestly feel like I am um, going through the feelings of when I left my firstborn for the very first time where you're, I mean, I will, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to cry. I can usually for the most part stay in the moment. So I think when I get down there, I'll be okay. Um, But then when it's time to come home, I'll be like this plane better fly faster than it's ever flown. Mm -hmm. Get me home to my baby. Um, So I don't know. Do you feel that again, it's not the same because our stories are very different, but like, I was looking online at grief shirts and stuff and there there's this shirt or this patch or sticker or something that says there's more to my story than you can know. And I would almost feel like that. Like you're sitting at a pool drinking your your beach drinks and people look at you from the outside and go, "Well, that is the cutest little Minnesotan family like on vacation <laughs> in Florida saying you guys is and whatever it is that you guys talk about." they're all pale and they haven't seen sunshine in a very long time. But then is there part of you going, this isn't my family right now. Like this is like, this is my family, but it's not my whole family. Like some, like, I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Um, kind of, I don't know if I thought about it that way. So that hasn't really struck me, but thanks. Thanks. Now I feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's just, it's, it's hard when, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, you deserve it. And I, all those things I know, and they're just so correct. But it's also kind of like hurtful the you deserve it because your daughter is amazing. And like when somebody says, oh, you deserve to go away from your child for a bit. Like, yes, you do. As do all mothers. I don't know. I just, part of me feels like it's also kind of a slap in the face, like that she's not good enough. Like, I don't, I just feel I don't, like there can be a negative side to it too. Yeah. I'm sure some people would take it as a negative connotation. I personally don't. I think that like, I don't think I deserve anything if I'm being totally honest. I don't. I think I'm like fortunate and blessed to have the support that I do to have the opportunity to do something like this. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that my kids have this opportunity. Do they deserve it? No. You know, but in worldly terms, yes, because they sacrifice a lot for their sister. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, it, it really is more, I think an incredible opportunity that I'm grateful for all while realizing this is a week of a life that I'll get a glimpse of we Mm -hmm. may have had the opportunity to have. On the other hand, I would never, ever want that to be our reality. Mm -hmm. And then going back to the other side, this is never going to be our reality. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's where I was swirling with like the negative side of it is like, this isn't our reality, but sometimes I wish it was my reality. And then, 
you know, in my case, if Michael and I went away, it would be nice that if we could do things and experience things and then I would never trade what I've had or what I have. Mm -hmm. But then when you're faced with a potentially life-threatening disease, there's that layer of, well, one day it may just be the four of us. Yeah. And I'm leaving my daughter at home. Yeah. For a family vacation. And that has to, I mean, there's just so many layers to this onion that I wish we could just be normal and be like, I'm going on vacation. We don't <laughs> have to do a podcast about it. <laughs> How many people are like, I'm going on vacation. I need to discuss my emotions on a podcast. But here's the thing <laughs> that I do think we need to acknowledge is that even people with the quote unquote typical looking family. Even like in Italy? I, Yes, even in Italy, I feel the same leaving Sela as I felt the first time leaving Caleb when we we had a, we were at a wedding, you know, and we just didn't have the perspective because our children, at the cognitive and physical abilities that they have, are always going to have the needs of a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. And here's another side note: we've left her before. When she was nine months old, we left. If I'm being honest, I don't, we were, that's when we were like at kind of a very low, low point with not having a diagnosis. She was still sleeping like a newborn up every like hour and a half to three hours. I was, it was devastating. I mean, at that point, the whole situation was devastating. So to leave her at that point, I know I was sad, but it was like, bye. And I actually cried when we had to come home. Yeah. I cried for like half of the morning when we had to come home. We went to visit mm-hmm. in-laws. And I think that that's very, for moms who are listening, that's a very real feeling too. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I are five plus years into this now. And we can sit back and be like, ha, 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 we're leaving or ha, ha, ha. Like, and we're yeah. not trying to make light of any of this, but what you just said is a very, very real feeling of I'm completely burnt out. I'm depressed. I need time to process Mm -hmm. away. Yep. And that's when I think, I mean, this whole, I think the whole part of motherhood, whether you have disabled medically complex children or just typically developing children, Mm -hmm. it's about sacrifice, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a practice and you're, you're just asked to sacrifice a lot of things. It's all about sacrifice. And at that point in time, I was starting to let go of like what I expected life to be. And that's what I I think it was just, I was grieving. I didn't want to go home. I was scared to go home. I didn't want to jump back into reality because it was just, I was so far underwater. I didn't know which way it was up. So if I can like get the negative out of my head of what happens if our plane goes down? What happens if you know, which everyone's like, oh my gosh. I'm like, no, it's a, you it's know an absolute... that you think about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to have that conversation because this is going to be public. Like, what if, don't, <laughs> don't even say that. No. Okay. Quickly, I want to also, as long as we're talking about vacations and things of the sort, I would like to dive into the fact that Lorelai was two ish when I left the first time. And the only time Benji will be three in June. And the only times that I have left him were for her hospital stays. 
because our last two years have been pandemic and really, really hard. This summer, I am booking a beach house down here for my college girlfriends and I, and we are coming for like a long weekend at a beach house and no boys, no kids allowed. It is going to be, it is going to be a handful of moms who just need margaritas and no one around them. We're actually going to hire a chef to come and make us dinner one night. Oh, (laughs) shoot. That is like my dream. Isn't that? Yeah. So I'm struggling because obviously like I took a nap with my kid today on vacation and I said something to my husband about, I know we're going in July, but it just makes me really anxious to leave him because I don't have Lorelai anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm at this place where I want to be with my child all the time minus a couple like Starbucks runs. Um, but I don't know how I'm going to feel leaving him for four days in July. And it's actually going to be like one week after she passed, we're going. So, um, that is going to be probably really hard, but really soothing for the soul. Mm-hmm. Here's my, okay. I don't know if I have even a right to say this, but it's just a little blip of maybe perspective that, may not resonate today, but hopefully at some point. Whenever I have trouble thinking about leaving or giving up control of like, they're not going to know what to do. They don't have the mom instinct um, or whatever it might be, like my qualms about that. My color-coded binder might not be 100% right. (laughs) Yes. I try to think, God gifted me this child which I am so fortunate, or all of my children, I'm so Mm -hmm. fortunate and blessed. I want to give her the opportunity to touch other people, but I also, you know, she's my child, but it's also an experience that my mom, I want her to have. I want my husband to have those experiences, no matter how hard they are. You know, all of us can attest to how hard it is being solo parenting, but um, my dad, my my siblings, like they all have experiences with my child. And if I am in the midst of that 24 seven, it's going to look different. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I haven't lost a child. So I, that's a whole nother layer of, but I'm sorry, if I have X amount of days with my kid, it's going to be every day with me. I completely understand that. Um, Or I can try to understand that. Right. But I try when I'm feeling like I'm like white knuckling, Mm-hmm. Selah, like even leaving. I mean, we've had an illness through our house mm-hmm. and I am petrified to leave because I'm like, what if she gets it while we're gone? And it yeah. hasn't been a good one, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm being honest. It and was worse like, than COVID. This virus you had was oh, worse yeah. than COVID for your family. Yeah. It was way worse. COVID like was my, just like a little head cold for you guys. And mm-hmm. this has knocked a couple socks off. Yeah. We had some some socks being there. thrown. <laughs> yeah, our couch is infested <laughs> with just germs. Um, anyway, but um, what was I talking about? I was rambling. Us leaving our kids. Just wrap I it think, up. I just I really <laughs> wanted to have this conversation because spring break is coming up and summer vacations will be coming. And the biggest purpose of this podcast, other than like Diane's mission is to let the world get a glimpse into our community. And my mission is to love on moms and make sure that they know they are not alone. And here's two of us having two very different spring breaks, so many different feels when most people can just 
pack up and go, there's so much emotional baggage we have to pack with our normal baggage. Oh my gosh. And go. the medical supplies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think like I couldn't get a stroller through that sand. Well, I will say kudos and bravo to the moms who we have a sand stroller that there's an organization in based in Boston, I think, and they build sand strollers for kids. Uh, so if you ever come here, you can use our sand stroller, but our sand wheelchair, sorry. But there are families that are like, no, I am not leaving this one home and we are going to figure it out. And I am, you know, like, and mm-hmm. good for them too. Like I, I wanted to have this conversation because I think it's beautiful how we can all do it a little differently mm-hmm. and kind of like our COVID conversation a month or so ago, like we all have to pivot to what works for us at that time. Mm-hmm. And this may work for you now, but next year may be completely different. Yeah. Well, I, I, it is hard for me because I struggle with, she is our family. Mm-hmm. I can't forever be like, Oh, we're head, we're piecing out on vacation. Sayla, you just hang out here. I do think that this may be one of the farther and fewer between times that we are going to take this opportunity because Mm -hmm. she is our family. This is our life. And I'm not, no judgment to anybody that's like once a year, I need this break because props to you for honoring how you can mother the best. And if that's what it is, that's what it is. But I struggle personally. I mean, I think not dogging on Josh, but he'd be like, she's fine. (laughs) She'd rather be at home. Let's go. Mm -hmm. I just feel that guilt of no, this is probably not going to happen often because. But I also think too, and I'm going to wrap up after this, I promise. I've already got my, this is Susan and I'm going to go blank um, in my head. But I also think too, you know, when I was a kid, my mom went on vacations with my sister and my mom took me and my best friend somewhere after high school and my sister stayed home and I would go to my grandmother's house and my sister would go do blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I think too that Sayla's stable enough to be able to stay with grandparents and be able Mm -hmm. to have that 100% loved on time. And I look back at the special times and memories. I mean, I did lock my grandmother out of the house when I was five years old. Can we do a quick 4 a.m. on that? Um, (laughs) But, you know... I look back at the times with my grandparents and that's special too, Mm -hmm. you know, like not to make light of, it's not like she's sitting at home by herself in her room. Right. She is going to be loved on and doted on as the only child for a week. Yes. And I, I think that brings me also to, I'm really excited for my other two kids to get all of me, to get all Uh of my energy because 90% of the time, Sayla, whether I want her to be or not, is in the back of my head, whether it's because she needs something. I mean, she needs a lot. Like our kids can't get around without help, you know? They can't and get so, around. They can't communicate. They can't, no, yeah. They can't and, eat by themselves. And so they, I'm excited to, for me to have a little bit more energy for when my son mm-hmm. says, mom, watch this. Or, you know, Nora's like, mom, will you play ball with me? Instead of me being like, oh gosh, Okay. I'll be like, sure. You know, like I hopefully will have more energy. Oh, let's be real. You came and visited me and I couldn't keep up with your energy level. (laughs) You're like, my mom was there for the day and she's like, Diane's like exercising in your backyard at six o'clock in the morning. And I was like, huh? This is Susan and I'm on spring break. So I'm going to go pour a glass of white wine. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is Diane. I'm going to go lice on my couch and then I'm going to pack.
Okay. We'll catch you guys later. Bye.